from the top of the charts to the dusty $1 bin and everything in between, it's time for another review on Life to Labyrinth. Just because it's the unspoken day. Yes. <laughs> so stupid. All right. Well, I'm under a bit of a time crunch. Yeah, so let's go. Get it. Get her going. Get it so we can quit it. So welcome to another episode of Life to Labyrinth podcast. My name is Bryn. I'm Angie. I'm Emily. And this week we are doing one of Angie's picks. So let's just dive right in. Angie, what did we listen to? Yeah, this has been a band that I've been wanting to check out for a while. And I don't know why I haven't because I, I do remember the first time hearing them uh, being a little bit floored and then obviously my memory got the best of me and I walked away from it and never thought of it again um, <laughs> but this week we were listening to Greta Van Fleet we listened to the album From the Fires which was their second EP and then a song from their first full-length album and a song from their most recent full-length album right. which I'm really glad I did because I, the more I read about it the more there was interesting discussion about how the band was evolving so anyways we'll get to that yeah. so the band is from frankenmuth michigan <laughs> which is best known for chicken dinners and the biggest christmas store in the world <laughs> so these know. guys come from <laughs> this yeah. is a big city um <laughs> A booming the, metropolis. A hundred percent. The band is formed of three brothers and a friend of theirs. So it's Josh Kizka, Jake Kizka, and Sam Kizka. And they are all babies. When their first single dropped, they were, tw I think, 20, 21. Wow. Like babies. Mm. Bless. So a little quick background. They were signed. They've been a band since, I think, 2012, 2013. But they were signed in 2017. And their debut single was Highway Tune, which topped the US Billboard charts for about four weeks. They also won Loudwire's Best New Artist Award in 2017. Their first EP was Black Smoke Rising. Second EP was From the Fires, which is what we listened to, but had a lot of the original content from the first EP. Full-length albums were Anthem of Peaceful Army and Battle of Gardens Gate, and they also won from the fires won a 2019 grammy for best rock album so that's a that's a bit of a fucking killer debut for a bunch of babies mm -hmm. i guess the first time i heard them i was in the radio and i in the radio <laughs> i was in it it was on the radio and i sat there trying to place of course we'll get this out of the way what zeppelin song i was listening to mm -hmm. and i sat there going god i I, I mean, I'm don't I'm I don't know as much about Zeppelin as I think Emily does, but I've listened to classic rock and rock radio stations my whole life, so I know the popular chunks of Zeppelin. And I just sat there and sat there, and when it occurred to me that this was not Led Zeppelin, I remember feeling all the blood drain from my face in kind of excitement, going, "Holy shit!" <laughs> Like, this is so crazy. This is so wild that someone sounds so similar to it and is is not, but sounds amazing. And I'm curious to know what you have to say, because I, like I found out today, Emily is a big Zeppelin fan. And the more I rabbit hole today, because I worked really hard at work, and, uh, <laughs> I literally just watched YouTube videos all day. I didn't realize how... <laughs> like vitriolic people would be about hearing a band sound like Zeppelin. 
It didn't cross my mind. I was so excited about it. I was like, this is so sweet. So I had tons of fun listening to this. I had it stuck in my head all the time. I had no problem putting it on over and over again. And I think we'll get into it more later about how the it's, you know, you can hear them changing throughout, but I'm curious to know what your initial thoughts were. I had a similar reaction when I hit Safari Song and I was like, holy shit, <laughs> it's Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Like, holy shit. I also had a hard time remembering what the band was called. I was calling them like Greta Vanderkamp and <laughs> Greta Van Fleetwood and I was like all over That's the place. That's pretty good. Pretty close. <laughs> yeah. I like those names better, but I, I really loved it. I was a huge Led I am a huge Led Zeppelin fan probably more of like a poser compared to real Led Zeppelin fans, but whatever. But like as eerie as it sounds, like his voice is just super Robert Plant. It wasn't too much. Like it wasn't, it's a cover band or something. Like it it wasn't like that for me at all. Like I, I loved it. I really liked it a lot. I'm surprised because I wondered if you were going to pull the purist card, which we, Brynn and I have both done, where it's like, it wasn't what it was supposed to, like, God, no. And I wondered, so I'm happy. I'm happy that you enjoyed it. I do, I like, the album itself I really loved. I do have comments when we get to one of the other songs from another album, Heat Above, but I'll, <laughs> I'll get okay. there. Okay, 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 Bryn? Well, the first time I ever heard of this band was a Robert Plant interview, which I think we've all watched. I, I, I was watching it for a different reason. It was some Australian interview, and I don't remember what the context of it was, but they just randomly asked him if he liked any new bands, and he mentioned Greta Van Fleet and suggested that <laughs> that they'd borrowed, uh, that Josh had borrowed his voice, and that they were essentially just Led Zeppelin 1. Um, so I, at that, that was the first I ever heard of the band, and until you suggested we listen to this album, I'd kind of poked at them online a little bit. I'd heard, I think, Highway Song or Highway Tune was what it's actually called. Mm -hmm. I'd heard that, I think, a couple of times, but I, it was mostly just like it wasn't something I connected with. And, and maybe it was just because I was listening to them performing at festivals. It seems like most of their live footage is from like summer festivals and stuff, which isn't always the greatest way to listen to live albums in my opinion i know angie's a big live album connoisseur <laughs> but i find that uh even even trying to do it this week to like get a taste now that i'd heard their album a bunch and i went back and tried to watch live stuff of theirs again and just doesn't translate well from summer festivals um i'd much rather listen to an arena show where they can control the sound a bit better but um i digress so I sort of took an interest in them just in the sense that they were a proper rock band, which doesn't really exist much anymore. And so I'd done things like watch their 2018 Premier Guitar Rig Rundown, which is a YouTube series that Premier Guitar does, um, where they basically go and talk to either guitar techs or the artists themselves and talk about all their guitars, their amps, their pedals. Like basically it's why it's called Rig Rundown. It's like they just talk about all their equipment and has really nothing to do with demoing any of it. It's just like, show us your stuff. It's for music nerds. Because I, <laughs> yeah, for people like me that really like guitar equipment and stuff. So there's actually a new one from 2021. There's an updated Rig Rundown, which I watched a little bit of. So, so my interest in them was largely just like academic, I guess. <laughs> I was just interested to see what this young band was doing. And I think it might've even been sort of vanity that put me off them just cause 
As much as they go on interviews and talk about how they hate the Led Zeppelin comparisons and they're like, get over it. It's almost like the Brian Adams, Ryan Adams thing mm. where Ryan Adams is like, can we please just move on with our lives? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like Greta Van Fleet has a little bit of that with the Led Zeppelin comparisons. For sure. For sure. And that's coming from me to the point where I, I couldn't honestly figure out if they were trying to be like a, a 70s tribute band because mostly of the way they dress. They do that like yeah. unitard thing that Jimmy Page did and Freddie Mercury did in those days. And they're like a, a rock blues act like so many of those bands were. Their guitar sound is very 70s sounding. It's not this super, super beefy distortion and overdrive that like bands nowadays use. They sound like they're a band out of time. And then they dress like it's 1978 and unitards and, and stars and sparkles are the big thing. So I couldn't really figure out if if this was just them trying to like have their own thing where they were legitimately trying to pay, be a 70s tribute act and then they sound like Led Zeppelin so I don't know. <laughs> I read somewhere that they played for Elton John and Elton John told them to camp it up a bit like oh, really? mm. like to add some glitter kind of yeah. But, but we've seen other bands do that too, like the Struts, you know, where they're like, well, they definitely sound like Queen and they're definitely dressed like glam rock. Mm -hmm. I instantly thought of The Darkness yeah. from like 2003 or whatever. Okay, you know what's super funny? I found Justin Hawkins' YouTube channel where he goes on and on and on about Greta Van Fleet. So that's funny oh. that you brought that up. Is he still alive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they weren't that old. Well, they, I don't know, maybe they've just, they disappeared off my radar because they I did. Yeah. Not, not my band. I enjoyed them because I lived in England when they were out. So it was a bit of a party. Yeah. He also talks about kind of only having that single influence. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you just need something else in there. He's like, whether it's, you know, whatever they say Aerosmith, then there needs to be some sort of Aerosmith in there. Mm. But what I love that he did say was, because he was talking, there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate out there on the interweb for these guys, is that yeah. you can't listen to the guy without being excited unless you're just a little dead inside. This was a quote. And I was like, <laughs> great quote. Yeah. Correct. But yeah. I, I, I guess my argument was also with these people is you can't learn to sing like that. You no. can't fake that you can't go i'm going to sound exactly like freddie mercury and tomorrow they're like oh this is a fucking queen cover band mm -hmm. that's fucking natural god-given talent that you don't you don't learn that you can work yeah. on that and you can foster that but fuck like no it's super unique it's crazy and yeah that's just like his gift and i don't mm -hmm. yes it sounds a shit ton like Zeppelin and yes the the music sounds like it but I mean what do you do when your voice sounds like that it's you have to use it and if that's what your comparison is that's what it is yeah just ask Scott Stapp I mean <laughs> he wasn't trying to sound like Eddie Vedder with arms wide open <laughs> god girl no <laughs> I think that like that type of music is just so satisfying to me when it's done right the, my second thought was, I really want to watch Almost Famous and get that, like, Stillwater. Yes! <laughs> it just, like, and Stillwater was a fictional band, and it was just so awesome, and I loved it. it Greatest was, movie ever. It was... Favorite dog. <laughs> yeah. Knocking so good. So good. So good. 
I remember after watching that movie for the first time, I cried afterwards for like half an hour because I was so devastated that I was born in the wrong time. I was just like, wow, missed that because that would have totally been me in there. (laughs) Totally, totally would have been a Band-Aid. Totally. 100%. I just remember being depressed about it, but great movie. Yeah, and I guess one of the most interesting YouTube videos I came across because I did wormhole a little. Because they got, um, like, recently, no, with their first full-length album, they got, a like, a 1.6 rating from a well-known music critic. Was it Pitchfork? Yeah, just yeah. totally. It was, and it was hard to read. It was really, really scathing. I read that. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. And then... <laughs> I came across this YouTube video of this guy going, it is well known that rock fans are the most fickle motherfuckers in the world. And that a band comes and does like blow something out of the water and people, sorry, (laughs) Alex, that we can hear that. (laughs) That's my background music. So people come and do something totally amazing, blow it out of the water and people are excited about it and then people turn on you because it's it's too, sounds like this or whatever. And they actually use the example of Limp Bizkit. They're like, where all the stupid rockers love Limp Bizkit and then everyone started talking about it and decided they were influenced that they were gonna hate Limp Bizkit. Mm-hmm. And it's, they said this is the reason why Rock isn't as exciting because something really exciting comes along and we all shit on it and then no one wants to do anything about it. Whereas with country music and hip hop, they Mm do anything and whatever and everyone's like, woo! Whereas rock fans are like, man, not rock enough or a little too glitter, bleh. So that was really funny because- It's been done before. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, I have always been a fickle rock fan, so I understood that. I heard it and I- it made me really think about all the times I have been shitty about bands because they're not like mm, rock enough or mm-hmm. alternative enough or pure. But I just couldn't understand how someone would be upset by something that sounded like Zeppelin. Yeah. Like, don't we want more Zeppelin? Don't we want something that's Zeppelin-y and a little bit different and going to keep going and made by babies? I think it's super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about those other bands like um i never really got into them because i'm probably fickle um like the sheepdogs and wolf mother like yeah the classic rock stations would play like one or two of their songs and you'd be like yeah but i'd never go and well that's also a me problem i would never go and listen to no same. their full album same so i'm like oh well they kind of look like they're trying to be like this and it's like totally so yeah, no, I know I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Being like, oh, they're trying to be like a 70s folk. <laughs> but at the same time, like I, w- I jumped on the struts like it was nobody's business. I was like, well, tell me more. So, I mean, that go- that's exactly what Fickle is. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think after doing this for a year, you and I have lost some of that or most of that. Yeah. Angie, I think. So I think part of my issue was, yeah, someone was like, oh, they're like Led Zeppelin. I'm like, well, I'm just listen to Led Zeppelin. Hmm. And then I came into it with this negative attitude of like, they're trying to be Led Zeppelin. And I listened to Highway Tune and he goes, oh, mama. I was like, well, again, I can just listen to Led Zeppelin. Now, having been doing this podcast for over a year, 
like I came into it with none of that. I just listened to it for what it was, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it a lot more. The fact that it probably before I wouldn't have enjoyed it at all. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying totally. I would have been like, oh, rip off, fuck that. But now I'm like, wow, this was a 21 year old person, 21 year old twins fronting this wild band that regardless of what they sound like are fucking talented. Mm-hmm. Like at the very least, if you hate the sound. Whoa. Yeah, like when's the last time we had three brothers in a band? Hanson! Hanson. These guys are blowing them out of the water. (laughs) Yeah, totally. If if Hanson had been these guys, they would have never gone away. (laughs) That's so funny. We're glad they weren't. Also, an interesting fact about these guys is that their first album outsold all of Disturbed albums. Oh, wow. Which is really funny because Disturbed is huge. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just looks like everyone got excited and they started strong and then people just ripped them apart, which is just I wonder if that Robert Plant interview had anything to do with that. I, what was, do you know what the date was on it? Because it was the first EP that I think got that really fucking scathing review. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the first YouTube video result for that was from 2018. All right, that's... And I think they were largely... I, I can't speak necessarily from experiences. Again, I don't listen to the radio and they're young and I'm not anymore. <laughs> but it seemed to be like I heard about them because of that interview and then they seemed to enter the lexicon in my life at that point naturally. And it could be that phenomenon where you're not aware of something until someone points it out. Yeah. And then you see it everywhere. I'm, I forget what that's called, but that's a real thing. It is a thing. So it could have been that. But I remember even that job that Steven and I had at the gas station, we, we had a Bluetooth speaker and we'd play music there and I quite often like ran playlists and stuff. And I was playing Led Zeppelin songs and people would come in and be like, oh yeah, Greta Van Fleet, I like them. I'm like, oh, oh. This, is, this is Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I don't like oh, that. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so they got, they got curtly corrected by me. Good. <laughs> rest assured. But I wonder, you know, when, when you look for Robert Plant, Greta Van Fleet, like there's... I wonder how much of like the like him being sarcastic about them mm. sort of turned the music industry against them. Uh, but that interview wasn't wholly negative. Like they were like, you know, name, you know, what are some interesting bands? And he's like, well, this band, yeah, it sounds exactly like us, but he's fucking talented. I also took when he said they said it's like Led Zeppelin one. I took that as Led Zeppelin one, like the album. Yeah. And like Communication Breakdown is one of the songs from that and that totally sounds like this whole album to me. Yeah, it sounded totally. like a compliment to me. Yeah. It was. I think it was. I think he was 100% being tongue in cheek about it, you know, because he's like, oh, you know, he borrowed that voice from someone I know yeah, very yeah. well. And, and then he said they sound like Aerosmith. And like the whole thing, like, you could tell by his body language and the tone of his voice that the whole thing was just him just like mm-hmm. taking the piss out of him. Like he. He wouldn't have said anything if he thought poorly of them. Because the question, again, as you rightly pointed out, Angie, was, are there any bands that you've noticed and and like? Mm -hmm. And everything he said about them was sort of like that English sort of like poking at them a little bit. But he was absolutely not bringing them down. Yeah. But that's a huge compliment. Of course. And even they, and I even saw, they asked the band, they're like, do you know Robert Plant has talked, has spoken about you? They're like, isn't yeah. that wild? Isn't that crazy? But so why would people turn on them if Robert Plant is giving them his blessing? Mm-hmm. Because he didn't go, I really like them. I think they're great. Yes, they kind of sound like our old like Led Zeppelin, but people in a really great way. 
people <laughs> people they can't do compliments and the general popcorn chewing marvel movie watching public <laughs> is quite notoriously famous for having absolutely no sense of humor and misreading everything right that's fair so i think in a way and again in some cases people probably read it on the page so they didn't watch the video they just read it somewhere where you know like in a reddit post or a twitter thing where it's like oh robert plant says that they sound like led zeppelin one and he stole his voice and blah blah, blah. and like there's none of the humor is there because the words if you read yes them on the page, yes the, the tone context, yeah mm -hmm. makes no sense um it sounds very deprecating but and again i don't want to put it on him but i'm wondering how much robert plant doing that the way he did contributed to the general public attitude or the music industry attitude of these guys are ripping off Led Zeppelin, we should shit on them. Mm -hmm. Right. And if, yeah, if you are a diehard fan, then, I mean, you're not going to like anything, so. I was wondering if it was the same way I reacted to, like, Carrie Underwood in Sound of Music, Ooh, where I was no. like, <laughs> light it on fire and shut it down, I'm not interested. I wonder That's if that people had that same visceral reaction where they're like, what? No. <laughs> oh, these 20-year-olds are sound like, no, thank you. Uh, yeah. So I get it a little bit, but I mean, at the same time, holy shit. Yeah. I just kept getting blown away. And then at one point I was like, there is no way these 20-year-olds wrote these lyrics. And then I realized it was a cover song. And I'm like, oh. thank you. <laughs> I <I'm> love <laughs> that they picked that song too. I was like, uh, yes, Sam Cooke, obviously. Yeah. And what a wild thing to try and do in your early 20s, covering something, I don't know, mm -hmm. so mammoth, but... Uh... I think there's a lot given these days to like how young people are um, in terms of like, they couldn't possibly have done that. But I think society and we as uh, as music listening fans and I guess, are, are we music critics at this point? I don't know. We're not qualified to be critics. I keep having to remind myself <laughs> no. that like, yes, they're young now and we're the old people, but we have to remember that when the Beatles broke up, like John Lennon was 29. Mm. They did all of that in their 20s. And George Harrison was three years, like George Harrison ended the Beatles at 27. Yeah. When, you know, the 27 Club, all of his people, like their careers ended. His solo career began then. And it's like, and it's not unusual. Like most big bands of that era, they're all in their 20s. If, if you were like, almost 30 or older like you were you were out of the game at that point but i think it's just to have such a like a sharp mature crazy wailing voice it just sounds like how does this small child have this and when people are bitching about the highway too and they're like oh it's so rudimentary it's blah 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 i think they were 15 when they wrote it like give me a wow. fucking yeah. break like i was mm -hmm probably picking my nose and reading books at 15 like like honestly yeah so yeah i know what you're saying i was perfecting my led zeppelin symbols <laughs> <laughs> again i think maybe we're all just constantly shocked by how old we've gotten and how much time has passed <laughs> as we often are on this podcast yeah i just haven't accomplished anything <laughs> I still think if you're a teenager and writing songs that sound like Led Zeppelin, you're winning a game. You're winning at life somehow. Totally. Totally. They were also incredibly well-spoken. I was saying to Emily, I'm like, I wonder if I was well-spoken at 21. And that's why it's so aggravating now because I can't <laughs> form a sentence. But they're really, they, especially the lead singer in interviews, very like hand-talking and 
it's very mature. I'm like, God, I am getting old for sure. <laughs> well, they're at the point now where they'd have handlers and people yeah. coaching them on how to do interviews and stuff. Like we were, I think it was off off podcast, like off mic. We were talking about how Lewis Hamilton is so polished on camera. Yeah. I imagine these guys are somewhat the same. It's like they want to be taken seriously and they probably have the people around them now to be like, you need, this is like how you do an interview. This is how you stay on point. This is how, you know, be yourself. But that, that's a practice skill as well. But I'm sure at this point they've done a lot of interviews and they've sort of figured it out. But it's just, it's always impressive to me when I hear people that young that don't sound like utterly moronic. Yeah, because we do hear other musicians who are in their early 20s and it's like watching a hockey player interview you know you're like yeah it's just you just gotta keep it going uh, and you're like holy fuck <laughs> whereas you know this interview really came together but that was something else that was brought up it's like how can you hate this band where they seem like really sweet guys they really love music like it's in their hearts they grew up with all of this sound and they're like they have totally steered clear of controversy up into this point which is pretty magical these days it's like they just seem like good fucking guys that love music mm -hmm. and let's shit on them <laughs> i don't know i think that may be just a popular thing yeah i i haven't necessarily did you find any on your research any like recent shitting on them like when i i remember hearing people sort of shit on them and, and stuff was again a couple of years a lot ago. of the youtube videos were people trying to explain why people hated them so much so even the Guardian interview that came out April 2021, Greta Van Fleet on critics, they're pissed off for doing something. They are still having to deal with critics hate them. Yeah, critics always hate rock bands. Right? And maybe they're doing something right if they hate them, right? Yeah, I think so. I've, I've seen Jimmy Page interviews where he's like, they, nobody got what we were doing. They they got like one paragraph, I think, in the NME or something for Led Zeppelin 4. And again, we're not doing a Led Zeppelin podcast uh, today. <laughs> I think the biggest thing is there's no big rock bands anymore. There really isn't. People are always like, Nirvana was the last big rock band. Kurt Cobain was the last proper rock star. There's no rock bands from now. I've even seen like people like Dave Grohl and Josh Homme, and like I saw a few of them interviewed where it was like, there seems to be this wall of acceptance where if you were famous before the year 2000 or by like the early 2000s, you had to already be established. And if you weren't, you're out. Because all the biggest rock band draws now are bands from the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And there really isn't anything subsequent that is anywhere near as big. These guys are probably the first household band name in years. And so I think it's nat natural for them to, to get shit on a little bit. But because it seems like nobody wants to accept rock bands anymore. Yeah. And as someone that watched Moneyball recently, like the first people through the wall are the ones that get hurt the most. Like they're the ones that take it in the teeth. So maybe their, their negative press and their getting shit on will now open the door for other bands to be accepted more than they are. But I think, you know, when you see the crowds that come to see them at, at the shows that I watched online, they're not small. Mm -hmm. You know, the negative voices are the loudest, but I think if, if they're smart, and have the emotional maturity that they seem to, then they should focus on the people that come and see them and buy their albums and appreciate what they're doing more than people who don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And they seem very mature about it. They're like, well, we love music and we're gonna keep playing it. And that's, and you do notice, I think through the albums, 
the sound changing a bit, which is the other thing. And I'll, this is the last time I'm going to mention how young they are. How exciting is it to sound like that when you're 20? What are you going to sound like when you're 30? You can only evolve into some crazy wild things. And, and so maybe their sound sounds super like Led Zeppelin, but they're going to mature and they're going to pick up new influences and they're going to find their niche. And it's going to sound not exactly like Led Zeppelin anymore. And I feel like by the time we got to Heat Above, they're establishing their own sound. I mean, yeah, he's always going to have yeah. that fucking voice. That's his talent. That's, I mean, it always sounds a little bit vintage, the sound, but I did, I was, by heat above, I was like, oh man, these guys, it's, I think they're going to be something to watch because everything they're going to come out with is kind of exciting because they are such big music buffs and fans and they're just, they're just going to grow from it to try and find their sound. And I'm excited to hear kind of where they land because it does sound like it is changing throughout the albums. Yeah, that's why I like that they picked Change Is Gonna Come because it's a super soulful song and I think they showed a little bit more range there. Like certainly Zeppelin's an influence, but they got a little gritty and kind of embraced that soul music in a way, like their own version of it. I do <laughs> do have a problem with Heat Above because it reminded me of Getty Lee and I am so not a Rush fan, and it really, really, it hurt. <laughs> so I'm glad that I listened to Heat Above after I had listened to the album a couple times because I couldn't unhear it, and it was really starting to bother me. I also got Rush vibes, but I got that from all the albums, not just this one, and I also don't like Rush. <laughs> Yeah, there were a few like, times where I was so like, close. same, same, where I'm like, ah, god damn it. But yeah. then I would just like get back into it. But I didn't find that specifically for that song. I actually found that kind of throughout. Yeah, it was heat above that like pushed me over the edge. And I was like, oh, there it is. Oh, no. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Why does nobody like Rush? I don't know. Oh, people love Rush. I, people love Rush. I know, Rush. but I don't know people Rush. that love Rush. I, I, uh, I don't either, and that's why I feel bad for saying it, but... I've never been a big Rush fan, but I think we all have the same problem with Rush that we probably have with the Tragically Hip, and that we grew up listening to Canadian radio, yeah. and Rush was played every third song, but sure. there was only like five Rush songs that were ever played on the radio. Yeah, I don't ever need to hear the tough fucking Tom Sawyer song ever in the history of the world. Seven minutes of your life, or yeah. whatever Agreed. it is. Uh, it's true, it is... Uh, it was highly overplayed. But at the same time, yes, it was Canadian radio, but I also heard the five, six big Zeppelin songs over and over again and I don't hate them. Yeah, I'm sick of them too. I'm pretty, I, You know what? I hadn't heard them in a while because I don't know why. So I did watch some, some Zeppelin videos. But um, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. It's true. No, but it's true. Like I, I, my dad listened to Shay growing up and now I listen to Shay because I'm 100 and uh, it is quite often the same. Oh yeah. Same whatever's. But yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Definitely heard a bit of Rush and was like, delete that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't, I can't unhear it at the moment and it's really bugging me. So that's why I needed to say that I love I feel album. like he's got more growl. Yeah, definitely. 
There's a grit in there, which is needed. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it, Getty Lee. I found the most jarring thing was every time I finished the album and Black Smoke Rising is hands down my favorite song on the album. For some reason, it would immediately start playing No Rain by Blind Melon. Oh my I was just God. like, ah, no, that's why. What the fuck? A great song, <laughs> but what? Great song, but not right after Black Smoke no. Rising. No, I, I got Black Smoke Rising stuck in my head all the time. I would be walking around the house being like, in a black it's so it is really good it's so good mm -hmm. i think it's the strongest song on the album personally listening experience wise i think it's fantastic yeah yeah they, they really ended strong on that one but every time every time the album ended -na -na -na, i was like ah what every hell? anything but that <laughs> that would definitely take you out what's what song of this album took you out of it that one uh, yeah. 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 The songbird on this album was <laughs> No Rain by Blind Melon. That's so funny. <laughs> There's a documentary yet about that guy that I want to try and find. Sidebar. Shannon Hoon? Yeah. I've seen it. I think it's really good. Oh, where did you find it? A lot of it, it is stuff that he filmed himself. I think I downloaded oh, okay, it okay. a couple years ago. It might be on Crave or something these days. I don't I have no idea. But yeah, the, I remember it being quite good. I remember reading about it being like, that's what I would enjoy. Yeah, because a lot, yeah, it's like the Heath Ledger one where he filmed a lot of it himself. Mm. He sort of, he made a video journal of his life back in the days when he needed like a tape in a video camera Less. to do that. Nice. <laughs> and uh, so a lot of it is that, which just makes it really intimate and makes you really sad when it ends. <laughs> anyway, we'll do Blind Melon a different day. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite song on the album? That was mine, Black Smoke Rising, hands down. I know. I'm like, I don't, I'm <laughs> no, so bad at nothing that. Nothing coming to mind. <laughs> it was certainly the song that I was the earworm where I would walk around the house and be singing it. Yeah. My kids like Black Sun or yeah, Black Smoke Rising. I kept hearing it as Black Sun Rising. <laughs> Black Hole Sun Rising. It's all a good band when there's when you're hearing it when you're hearing it wrong. Just hearing the lyrics, it's always a good. Song. I also really like when the curtain falls on the other album. Yeah, mm. I listened to that after Heat Above, so it's low on my list. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't really connect with those other two songs as much, and I probably just didn't listen to them as much because I just put the album on, and then I'd be like, oh yeah, there's two other songs I have to go listen mm -hmm. to. When the Curtain the Falls is pretty strong. I th It reminds me of Black Smoke Rising. Or Black mm. Hole Sun Rising. <laughs> Black Hole Sun Rising. <laughs> the organ at the beginning of Heat Above reminded me of a Coldplay song. I was like, did I pick the wrong song? No, funny. On? <laughs> Love a good organ. God damn it. The guy from the darkness gave them props for the outfits of the organ and that. I was like, oh, you I'm sure would. he did. I'm sure he did. Those outfits. Oof. That's mm. so funny. Yes, he also is known to rock a unitard. Ugh. They did fall off the He planet. rocks like the deep U, yeah, like yeah. chested ones like Freddie Mercury used to yeah. do. <laughs> Not okay. What what was it? Uh I forget what show it was where they were doing the joke about the V-necks. Maybe like deep V, extremely deep V. And then he cut, and then there was like someone, he had a W and he's like, double V. <laughs> <laughs> or there's the missing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the darkness guy does the Freddie Mercury, the deep U. Yeah. Basically a swimsuit. <laughs> it's so gross. Yeah. No. 
I mean, I would look so. I don't have the physique that. for yeah. one. I was just thinking, I would look. I have good. the '70s chest hair for one, but I don't have the physique for one. I would look good. And I just can't imagine needing to try and deal with that in the bathroom. I mean, you guys you get know. Naked. Yeah, I'm sure exactly. you've worn dresses and stuff fully. where you're just like nude on the toilet in public. That's why everyone's like rompers <laughs> like, are the best. I'm like, no, they're not. No. You have to get naked when you pee. You're like, oh, I'm so cute. I'm wearing a romper. I'm naked in a stall. Most vulnerable, yeah. Most no. vulnerable. No. <laughs> you have to either take it all off and hang it, or at least leave the whole thing on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> at your ankles. It's just like, uh, yeah. I want to pull that back up. That's so gross. No. Uh. <laughs> and it's cold, you know? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that time you know this like Spanx I bought the whole bodysuit Spanx and then you put the dress over top of it and I went to a wedding and was like oh oh yeah I have to take the dress off every time I have to pee okay yeah. good so you like take it up take it off totally get naked you're like good this is a production every time I have to urinate and I have to pee every 10 seconds of I'm going to have to plan this a little more in advance yeah. than normal. Should have packed the type like a sausage. I've heard from people that when they wear Spanx that they don't have to pee all night and then they take them off and it's an oh, emergency Oh, no, situation. I would have to pee all the time. I should have just okay. committed to a okay. diaper for the night. Just <laughs> been sausaged in with my diapy. <laughs> I do understand. They, they Apparently they do have piss flaps. Oh, not this messy. <laughs> like you got to have magical <laughs> aim for stuff like that. We don't practice that. <laughs> no. I've had to pee in a lot of cups recently, and it's not always good. I have a daughter that's been going through one UTI after another, and I have been oh, the lucky recipient of the person holding the cup in a you. lot of in a lot of doctors' office bathrooms. It's over hard the last to few gauge months. where so exactly it's coming out. It's not our fault. I got. I can't imagine having to do it as yourself. At least I'm like in front, okay. going like. All I've got right, visuals I'm, on what we're looking I'm ready at. To go here. Yeah, we're like, what? <laughs> you got no. a lot coming, cause I'm. Don't don't give me a little bit. I need <laughs> I need time. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, being a parent and having daughters is blessed. a magical journey. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. It is. Okay. Anyways, we're at the point we're talking yeah. about peeing in public nudes. So should we just do final thoughts and wrap up? <laughs> I just wanted to say one last thing is I like the f the band's font. I like the Stranger yes. Things font. I think it's very smart. It's very relevant, but vintage and cool. Yeah. And mm -hmm. whoever came up with that did well. Oh, I have one question. How do we know how they got their name? Yes. Who who is Greta? Um, there was someone in their village called Gretna, in their village, in their wee <laughs> village in Michigan. There was someone named Gretna Van Fleet, oh. and they liked it, and they changed it. Apparently, when they f did a sh concert there, everyone was contacting this old woman, being like, what? And she goes, I love that they took the name. I'm not a fan of the music, but I appreciate it. Like, <laughs> Bless her. Oh. Not interested, yeah. but go, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's funny. Well, that's that's an, that's another fun like '70s thing about them, I suppose, because that's very Leonard Skinner of them, because they named that band after their um, high it's school. It's pretty badass, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, final thoughts. Go for it. As someone that started out 
not knowing anything about this band and just being interested in what gear they pl they played with. I was really excited when you suggested them because I've wanted an excuse to listen to them and I've never found to this point. And I could not be more impressed and I could not be happier that we did it because they're fantastic. I can't say there's a single song that I was like skip or I didn't like. I, the album plays through very well. It ends incredibly strong with so far my favorite song of theirs. And when you see them live, like it looks like a good time. I think I'm too old to see them live, but oh, it looks like a good time. We're going to see them live. It's, it's so refreshing sure. as someone that loves rock bands. It was totally like a music snob at that age and wanted nothing to do with anyone that didn't play guitar and didn't write their own music. It's just nice to know that there are still, for lack of a better term, kids that want to be that. There's kids that are listening to Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith and, and you know, Black Sabbath and whoever, and they're just like, I want to do that. Also, they cover Rolling in the Deep, so I mean, how can you hate that? I know you don't like Adele, but I mean, like, that's 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 really? pretty brave for them to cover that song. And they do a good job of it. Yeah. Of it. I'll have to go look at that. Yeah, I, I love the album all the way through. There's a fine line between nostalgia and, like, a cover band, and I think they've... They've done a really good job. Clearly, I'm not a purist, but I think everyone should take a listen. And I was going <laughs> to say something else, but I forgot. That's all. <laughs> I was also excited to get a chance to listen to this band. And like I said, it's not every day. Oh, I'm hearing Rolling in the Deep. Interesting. It's not every day that a song on the radio kind of makes you almost like pull over. <laughs> You're like, what? A second, you know, I just, I would repeat everything Brent said, like, there's hope, there's hope, <laughs> rock is not dead. <laughs> um, it's so, I thought, I was just so excited to hear this. I was shocked about all the negativity, and then I thought, yeah, yeah, okay, I understand, but wow, it's so exciting to hear rock being nailed by uh like the generation way behind us it's i think it's great and it, it does give me hope for lots of new and exciting rock music and a hundred percent worth listening to and i also didn't skip any songs and i can't wait to hear what more they come out with and i will definitely go see them live whenever okay well i guess we need a new album to listen to and i have i have just the thing yeah who is it i think it's my turn so Wonderful. I went on this emotional journey of trying to figure out if these guys were a 70s tribute act. And it brought me, Ooh. and they're not. Let's just we'll just end our talk about Greta Van Fleet with, they're not a 70s tribute act. <laughs> it's just a bunch of happy coincidences. <laughs> that said, there is an 80s metal tribute act, which I've wanted an excuse to listen to for ages. I've only seen them on YouTube, and I've only seen them play cover songs. And I've seen them play with some really, really big stars. And I want an excuse to listen to their music because I think it'll be hilarious. And we can actually talk about how they are just paying tribute to hair metal. And so I think we should listen to the 2009 album Feel the Steel by Steel Panther. So this will be another one that I have not heard any of their original music. These guys, they just seem like this amazing, mm. hilarious bar band, and they just like do the 80s hair metal up. So I don't want to go too far and start the next episode, but I think it'll be fun and funny to listen to. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, Angie, excellent pick. Thank you. Well done. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I thought someone was going to hate <laughs> it and I was going to fight you. I, mm -hmm. I, I thought someone was going to pull in with the purists. Oh, no, 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 no. And I was like, well, you know, but you guys 
All right. I'm a snob. They're, they're not trying to be anything. They're just a bunch of really happy coincidences. And if he didn't sound like Robert Plant, no one would make that connection. They'd just be like, they sound like a 70s blues band or they sound right. like the Stones or something like that. They might yeah. they might get to the Led Zeppelin sound, but... That was my argument. I, if he didn't have that voice... It's like, if you sound like that, totally. And, uh, and they're fantastic. Agreed. And I think that's one of the cooler things about the band. I think, you know, who cares what he sounds like? He's got a really good voice and he's brave enough to use it. So hats off. And we forgot to mention that the guitarist was recently in... Was it Total Guitar as one of the best guitars for the yeah. year? I, I remember sending that to you. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, he was like voted guitarist of the year or something like that. Yeah, and it's so it's not just him. Like it's a pack. It's a package of tiny children that are good at things. I'm just kidding. It's fantastic. There's no Michael Jackson of this band. Like they're all good, and they all seem at least mm -hmm. him and the guitarist. You know, on talk 60s, 70s, they have that like lead singer guitarist with mystique. Speaking of almost famous thing going on, so I don't know. I don't see any reason to dislike this band. I mean, if it's not your kind of music, that's one thing. But if you like rock music and you listen to this and you're like, this is bullshit. It's like, well, do you really like rock music? <laughs> totally. Like, how can you not just be like, whoa, cool? Yeah. Mm -hmm. For all the bands nowadays, we were like, oh, music sucks nowadays. They all sound the same. It's all bullshit. Music was better before. Well, this is what music was like before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All those people that say that they suck and go fuck off. It's, I disagree. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I was ready for an argument. No, no. no. They're great. They're great. And uh, I hope they keep going. I hope they don't have some kind of like BG's brotherly fallout or something like that. Yeah, always a fear, right? Like they're three of them are brothers. Yeah. Stick together, guys. You've got a you've got a magical formula the here. Once in a lifetime out. situation. They are definitely more than the sum of their parts. So yeah. keep going. Anyway. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. If you're still here, we're, we're I guess we could talk a, a lot longer about these guys than we realized, but let's just uh, call it here. And uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to Life to Labyrinth podcast. Theme music by Devin Rose. Find Devin on Bandcamp or any streaming service. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Life Number Two Labyrinth. <laughs>